back. Praise the Lord. Um, shall we just carry on with reading the verses, Brother John? Okay. So, um, brothers and sisters, tonight we will, um, we will read from verse 14, and we can read up to verse, let's read up to verse 25. We might share a little something on verse 26, but we'll, um, we'll just spend most of our time from verse 14 to verse 25. So, um, uh, Angelo or Ronk, I don't know who of you brothers are going to break us up. Maybe break us up for, I think, uh, five minutes should be sufficient. It's just 10 verses or so. So, um, everybody will read from verse 14, Genesis chapter 1. Verse 14 to 25. Amen. Welcome back, everybody. Um, I hope my, my, my sound is okay. You can hear me well? Okay, good. So, um, uh, brothers and sisters, I'd like to just read in the recovery version, the outline. Um, if you have, you will see under chapter one, it mentions the first point is God's creation. So, so this will be from chapter one up to two, verse 25. Okay, now the first section is up to chapter two, verse three, and that is God's desire and purpose. Okay, I really like that. This portion of the word doesn't so much show us details of creation where we can fight with all the scientists and prove to them, no, it wasn't evolution. It was this or that. Actually, what we see in these verses is God's purpose. We see that God created with a purpose and he created with a desire. Okay, so what, what we saw last week is that God's desire and the whole Bible is about life. Actually, our God, I really like this. We have turned from dead idols, from things that are inanimate objects, they mean nothing, to serve the living God. Brothers and sisters, today we have the living God that we serve. This is the one that we have among us. Not some, we are not part of some religion where we're just busy with some activities. And so because we are believers and Christians, they go to certain places on a, on a Sunday and there they practice some things and then they have other practices where they sing a few songs and things. No, we have a living God. And his intention and his purpose is to bring forth life. Okay, so in this, in this chapter, in chapter 1 of Genesis, we see six days. The first three days is one part, and then the next three days, we see a further creation. Okay, so in these sections, both of them, on the first day, what was the first thing that God spoke into being? It was light, right? The spirit brooded. We have God, we have the spirit, 
the spirit rooting, we have the word of God. God said. But what was the first thing? Let there be light. So in order for this God who is life to bring forth life, he needs light. There is the need of light to bring forth life. So then we saw how God, after he created the light, then he divided the day from the night, the light from the darkness. And then there was a further separation, the waters below from the waters above. So there was a further separation, the things of the earth from the heavenly things. Then there was a further separation, or you can say um, something was brought forth. Land came out of the water. There was a separation between the land and the water. So now God had on the third day, he had, he had, and okay, I can't get into all the details, but, but when, when God separated the waters above from, from, above from the waters below, there was an atmosphere. There was no, there was no, uh, not only was there light, but there was also uh, air. And so now when the, when the land came forth, separated from the waters, now God could bring forth life. And we saw that the first life forms that God brought forth were the grass. And we, and, we, and we saw that even when God created just the plants, which have no consciousness, um, yet this very low life form, there's still a bit of a difference, right? The grass, it doesn't bear fruit. Then was the herbs that brought forth seed. And in, later on in Genesis, we see, I think it's chapter 1, verse, verse 29. He, it says that, given every herb that produces seed that is on the surface of the earth and every tree that, uh, which has fruit that produces seed, they shall be for you as food. So now there's not only grass which has life, but there's also herbs that can feed. And there's also then trees that bring forth fruit. And so we can even ask the Lord today, Lord, may I grow in life? May I advance from just having life as a grass to someone who even can feed others, who, ha who has the herb life, a higher form of life, even growing to the point that I have fruit, that I become a fruit-bearing tree, trees that produce fruit. So we saw that even in God's creation of the first kinds of life, there was, a, there was an advance. There was a, um, a higher form of life in the tree life than in the grass life. Okay. So now we come to the fourth day. And, and, and what happened on the fourth day? And God said, I'm reading verse 14, let there be light bearers in the heavens to separate the day from the night. Okay, and then verse 15, and let them be light bearers in the expanse of heaven to give light on the earth. And it was so. And God made two great Light bearers, the greater light bearer to rule the day and the lesser light bearer to rule the night and the stars. So, in the beginning, there was, there was God's initial creation in, in, in chapter 1, verse 1. Then we saw that God had to judge the rebellion of Satan. And so then 
there was what was there. There was the waters of the deep covered the earth and there was darkness. Okay. So just as life follows light, so death follows darkness. Darkness and death go together. Light and life go together. And so this darkness and the sea, this death waters, they kind of go together, right? The, the, the darkness that brings forth the death. But then the light, it brings forth life. And so there needs to be this kind of a separation. And brothers and sisters, even in our experience, we had the light on the first day. And that light was for the generating life. That light was to bring forth life. There was the generation. There was the, the plant life came forth. But in order to grow in life, and this is what we'll cover tonight, is now there's the higher life forms. Now there's the life of the fish, the life of the birds, the life of the cattle, the life of the animals, the life of those creeping things. And then the highest life, the life of man. But those lives, those higher life forms came only after there was more light. So now God is creating the light bearers in the expense for the growth in life. For this life that God wants to bring forth in man to develop, to grow. Even we will see with man, we have the maturity of life. So what are these life? What, oh, sorry, what are these lights? Well, we have the greater light bearer. That is the sun, right? And I'll just read you some verses um, related to the sun. In, in Matthew 4.16, it says, The people sitting in darkness have seen a great light, and those sitting in the region and shadow of death, to them light has risen. Okay, that is speaking about the Lord Jesus. So the Lord Jesus, he is this greater light. He is the, the sun, okay, that God created. So now there's not just an initial in, what is the right word? It's not a, it's not a definite light. It's not defined. The light created in, on the first day. But this light created on the fourth day is definite. It is a great light, okay? It is a more definite light. Even you can say it is a stronger light that can cause growth to happen, okay? So we want to have this light. That's the Lord Jesus, okay? He's the sun. And then we see later on in, uh, I think it's, let me just quickly go there, in Matthew 13, verse 43, and the righteous will shine forth like the sun. Who are those? Those are us. It's God's children who are the overcomers in the kingdom age. Because it says, will shine forth like the sun in the kingdom of their father. So brothers and sisters, this light, which is the Lord Jesus, he now shines. And eventually we will shine like him in the kingdom age. Okay. So this one rules at, during the day. Okay. Now, 
there's also the lesser light bearer, which is the moon. And so what does the moon signify? Well, in Joseph's dream, he saw the sun, which signified his father, and he saw the moon signifying his mother. In other words, the counterpart to his father. So if the sun is the Lord Jesus, who is his counterpart? The church, right? Christ gave himself up for the church, which is his bride. So this moon, this, this bride of Christ, is the moon. And so this moon, what the moon does is the moon doesn't have any light in itself. This lesser light bearer, which shines during the night, doesn't have a source. It's not the source of light, but it is the, the reflection of light. Okay, and, and we know from this type that whenever the moon is in the proper relationship to the sun, it bears quite a lot of light. When you go out at night during full moon, you can have a pleasant walk. You will, be, you, you will, you will know where to go. You will have a decent amount of light, right? But we know from the history of the church age, that the moon hasn't always been properly related to the sun. It's not that the moon isn't there when it's, when it's a new moon, right? But the moon is not shining. It's not reflecting. Okay, so brothers and sisters, what I want to impress us with, okay? And then, okay, let me just go to the stars quickly. The stars, these ones, they really shine when it's, when it's new moon right? When, when the moon is not shining brightly, when the moon isn't properly related to the sun, there's not much reflection going on, then you really see the stars. Okay? And the stars, these are the saints in our lives that really supply us with life, with light. These are the ones when you're with them, they just, they just bring God's light to us, right? And especially during the time of the you can say the dark ages, right? We spoke about this very briefly last week. When, when the word of God is locked up from man, when the light is not there, man is in darkness. Even the world calls it the, the dark ages. When the word of God as the light is locked up, there just isn't any light. But even during those times, there were some of God's children, some, of, some, some saints, would be light bearers. They would be stars shining in the dark age. Okay, I can't get into too much detail about this, but brothers and sisters, the age that we are currently living in is, is not full of light, okay? It is the age of the church. And that is why we need the light from the moon and we need the light from the stars in order to grow. Yes, when the Lord Jesus came, he was the sun. And even, and even we can experience the light from the Lord Jesus. But I guarantee you, if you, if your concept is, Lord, the only light that I need in order to grow in life is the light from the sun. I don't, I've no need of the moon. I've no need of the stars. I just need the light from Jesus. I don't care for the church. I don't care for the brothers and sisters. I'm sorry to say, but brothers and sisters, you will, your, your growth in the divine life will not be very good. You, 
we need the greater light bearers. We need these, these light bearers, this more definite light in order to grow in our walk with the Lord, in our advance in our Christian life. And so we need to avail ourselves of the light that comes forth from the moon. These ones that reflect the Lord, the stars, those saints who are full of light. Okay, maybe I'll just stop there for now. So this is the, the great light. And then, okay, but Brother John, maybe Brother John can carry on for us. Amen. Amen. Oh, this part is so precious. <clears throat> As Genesis, these six days, what Adrian mentioned is divided into two parts. The first three days and then the second three days. The first three days is for life generating. And then the second three days is for life growing. And these six days, we need to know the difference between these six, three days, divide into two parts of three days. Well, last week we talked about the first day God came in to swallow up all the judgment and all the deadness upon the dead water. So the spirit of God brewed over the surface. That is life generating. And that light on the first day is different from the light on the fourth day. You know, one day when I attended Sunday school and I saw a sister try to speak, God created the heaven and the earth. And then she draw first day, God created the light. So she started drawing the sun. Okay. And then the moon and the stars. Okay. Our first day and then second day, that is the water above and the water below. And third day, the land come up. And the fourth day, she lost. Oh. But first day, already got the sun. How come fourth day, another sun come up again? Okay. So we have to know the light on the first day is different from the light on the fourth day. The light in the first day is more on general to swallow up all the darkness and that is all God judgment all the deadness to swallow up that kind of light is just general that kind of light is for generating life because of that generating life so the air comes the expanse come in between the water and separate the water above and below. That is because of life generating or generating life. And in this generating life, even limit the water. So separate the dry land and the dead water. And the Lord used the sun to limit the water. He used the smallest particle to limit the strongest power of the sea. And that is, you saw, the life generating on the third day. The dead cannot hold the resurrection life. Christ was resurrected on the third day, comes out from the dead water, from the tomb. 
and it just come out even limit the the sea. <clears throat> and sea has been limited. Now let's come to the fourth day. I love fourth day. That is the second beginning of the third last three days. When the Lord want to begin, he start with light. Since if we want to move, we have to turn on the light. If there is no light, you cannot move. Now let's come to the fourth day light. And look, verse 14. And God said, let there be light bearers in the expanse of heaven to separate the day from the night. That is limit the night. Limit the night only half half. You cannot occupy everything. Now life come in. This life is growing for growing. It limit the darkness. Only half of the day is darkness. Half of the day is in the light. And let there be for signs, for season, for days, and for years. Now the life come in. This light, we have the sun, the moon, and the stars. This is a fourth day light. Something that is not general, but very solid, very clear. In order for us to grow, we need this kind of solid light. The sun typify Christ, the moon typify the church, and the stars typify the believers. Yeah. These are the three kinds of light bearer in the expanse of heaven. These are heavenly nature. The sun is Christ. We need Christ to be our sun. Without Christ, we are in darkness. We don't know how to experience Christ in a solid way. So we need to experience Christ. And number two, okay, for us to grow, first we need Christ in a solid way. Not only very general, but we need a solid Christ for us to grow. The sun give us energy, give us this light, as we explain in our hymns, seven aspects of the light. And number two, you need the moon that is reflecting the light from the sun. The moon itself does not have any light. The moon just reflects the light from the sun in darkness. Today, the church, we are in the time of darkness. People cannot see Christ, but they can see Christ through the church. The church, we ourselves do not have any light. We just reflect what Christ is in the darkness. When people at night, they cannot see the sun. They can see the moon that reflect the light from the sun. And this is the church. You want to grow, number one, you need Christ. Number two, when you are at night, in this dark age, we need the church. And that is the moon for us to grow. Praise the Lord. 
Okay. Today, how can we get into the church? How can we be receive the Lord? Do you think the Lord speaks to you in the heaven? Adrian, you must believe in me. No. Through the church. The Lord speaks through the church. And today, after we got saved, we have life. And we are in the church as the lampstands. You know, the lampstand shine the light in darkness. <clears throat> no, in day four, the Lord limit the day and the night half half. No, but until revelation in the New Jerusalem, no more half half. Everything is bright. No more night. Okay. All the darkness go away. Okay. Today we are in this transitional time. We only have half half. Okay. But when you come to New Jerusalem, no more night. No night time is over. Okay. We're gonna be enjoy in the light. Okay. But here in this time, we still experience that. So we have the church, the church as the lampstand. When Adrian mentioned about some believers, they say, I just don't care for Christ. I don't care for church. I just care for Christ. And you must know, okay, we are the light, but the lamp, okay, this light need a lampstand to hold the light. You can say, I just want to be the light. Okay. Where, who gonna hold you? You cannot be the light hanging in the air. You need the church. You want to experience the Lord, you need a lampstand to hold the light. Otherwise, where is your life that holds you? There is no container. Praise the Lord. Christ is the sun. The church is the lampstand to hold. Out of experience, we may see. We may love the Lord. You may go to Himalayas. You may go to up in the mountain, Mount Everest. You thought you're going to read the Bible there. You're going to enjoy the Lord there. Nobody distract you. I tell you, the Christ you enjoy is not that solid. It's something hanging in the air. But until you come to the church life, then you feel your life had been whole. Because the church is the lampstands. That's the mood. Okay. Amen. Before I thought church a lot of problem. I just want to love the Lord by myself. In South Africa, in Africa, we want to go to Kilimanjaro, stay there, okay, nobody disturb me. There is no lampstand there. You need lampstand to hold the lamp. Just like the wine need the wine skin. You don't say, I don't want wine skin, I just wine. Okay? But where and who gonna hold the wine? And likewise, you want to grow. Number one, you need Christ. Number two, you need the church. Likewise, we need sun. We also need the moon. And how about the stars? Last night when I think about Lord, praise the Lord. When I remember, enjoy the message today, I say, Lord, we not only have the sun, we have the moon, we have the stars. Who are the stars? These stars are the individual believers as overcomers. These are the overcomers. 
These are the ones that can guide us. In the early days, when this explorer, they are journeying, they are traveling in the ship, there is no GPS at that time. They have to use, they have to see the star. The star is their direction. And they saw the star, they know where to go. And these are the overcomers in this dark age. And I believe many of us have this kind of experience. Even the Lord saved you, but how the Lord saved you? Through, at that time, you cannot see Christ. You don't know where's the church, but the Lord some, leads some overcomers to lead you. They may not so eloquent, Maybe while they're talking, you don't know what are they talking, but within you, you feel life. Within you, you feel, oh, I, I love, I, I want this one. And I believe when they're talking, you don't understand what are they talking. They talk about you are a vessel to contain God. You have to use your spirit. What are you talking? But within you, you saw some direction. They are just a little twinkling star but within you, you saw direction. You know where to go. Within you, there's an echo. Okay. They are not as bright as the star. They are not as big as the moon, but they are twinkling star that leads us into the direction. Praise the Lord. This caused us to grow. If you're in the daytime, you need sun. When you're in the nighttime, you need the moon. When you are lost, you need the star. These are the heavenly light barriers. These stars, they are the one leads you to know the ministry. Saints, they are not shooting stars. You know, shooting star, the star just disappear or comets, or meteors. <laughs> comets are, they just rotate by itself. They have their own revolution uh, around the sun, the solar system. But these are not what we say. We are saying the church, the believers, we need some stars. They are the one lead us to know God's economy. You know, many believers today, they need stars. You go there, they lead you in the right direction. You will not follow them and then disappear. Then there's, there's no direction. But the star are this one who has no time limit. I'm so grateful today. We are a lot of stars that surrounding us. They are heavenly bodies from, from Peter, Paul, James, all the way. These are stay there. They have a clear direction. This is the ministry. And all the way throughout the church history, Martin Luther and many people and so on and so forth. And so forth. These are the stars that lead us. And then through watch many, through witnessly, they just stay there. They never move. Their direction is so clear. That is universal beyond time and space. May the Lord open our eyes. Lord, I want to see the star. 
These are the one leads me to your economy. These are the one cause me to know what is the ministry of this age. I was grown up as a Christian, but at that time I'm lost. Even I go to the meeting, okay, I'm lost. But one day in the first year of my college, there's an old sister. At that time, I'm just 20 and she's 80 years old. And she said, John, I know you know the Bible, but let me tell you what the Bible is talking about. I said, of course, I know the Bible. God created the heaven and the earth and then men fall and then Christ came to die for us. That evening, that old sister, sisters, I'd like to encourage you. You might be a sister star. <laughs> Don't say, no, 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 we are just sisters. We just for cooking. No, 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 no. Sisters, many brothers was held by sisters. You can be a star. I was held by that old sister at the age of 80 years old. She explained to me God's New Testament economy. My goodness, that evening, my heaven was open. I said, wow, this is the Bible. These are the stars. I, that, I don't know what makes me happy. When she opened the Bible of God's New Testament economy, I said, now the Bible makes sense to me. See, I saw, it seems I'm a Christian for a long time. Nobody showed me. This is God's economy in the time of the New Testament. I cannot explain much. Anyway, I like to emphasize this. We need these three. We need the sun, the moon, and the stars. And then look at verse 14. When you have this tree, why God create this tree? I repeat verse 14. God said, let there be light bearers, sun, moon, and stars. In the expanse of heaven, belong to heavenly nature. To separate the day from the night. And let there be, number one, for signs. Underline the word signs. Number two, for seasons. Under the line the word seasons. Number three, for day, underline the word days. And number four, for years, underline the word years. For these four, three light barriers for four reasons. For sign, sign is for moving. If there is no light barrier, you have no signs. If there is no sign, you don't know where to move, where to go. You have no direction. You know, you want to travel, you want to read the road sign, where to go. Where's Cape Town? Where's Pretoria? Where's Johannesburg? There must be the road signs. If there is no light, our Christian life has no sign. If you do not have sun, you do not have the moon, you do not have the stars, you have no direction. You cannot move. You know, in South Africa, something that I like most is when you're on the highway, you want to get off, there is a sign, okay? three bars. That means another 300, 300 meters, you're going to get off. Then three bars, two bars, and one bar, then you're ready. Okay? You know where to move. Signs. 
that means for us, for sign is for us to move. And number two, season. Season is for us to grow. Every three months, there's a season. And all the seasons is for us to grow. No. That is through the re revolution around the sun. That is every time, winter, you're growing. Summer, you're growing. You're not only moving, but you are growing. And number three, for days. Days is for daily beginning. Every day when the sun rises up, it's a kind of reminding there is a new beginning. So we have this daily word for morning revival. Okay. Every morning, by every morning, by morning, there's a new beginning. Okay. After 24 hours, one rotating of the sun, of the earth, the Lord give us a new beginning. What a wonderful supply. This is because of these three light barriers, we have a new beginning. And then <clears throat> for years, that is a larger beginning. Saints, <clears throat> what makes us to grow? We not only have life, but we are growing in life. That is for a larger beginning. In our Christian life, <clears throat> we not only have daily beginning, we also have a larger experience. One experience causes us to have a new, larger beginning for years. In Genesis, we're going to see some people, they have a record is how many years they are alive. Like Methuselah, he lived for 969 years. That means they have a lot of new beginning. And some people, Nimrod, Lamech, they did a lot, but in the Bible never mentioned them how many years. That means in God's eyes, there is no experience in their life. No experience, that means no value. Our Christian life is, should be full of days and full of years. You might live so long, but in God's eyes, nothing left. There's no experience. Why? Because there's no light barrier. The light barriers are for us to experience, to grow in life. So we have the sun, the moon, and the stars. Amen. Is that wonderful? And then the rule of the sun, in verse 17, God set them in the expanse of heaven to give light on earth. We are the earth. Give light on earth. And verse 18, to rule over the day and over the night and separate the light from the darkness. And God saw that it was good. Wonderful. All our experience in God's eyes that because of these heavenly bodies, heavenly light bearers, God saw it was good. That means something has been wrought into us, worked into us, dispensed into us. God said, this is good. Okay. Not only the, sun, the, the land come out from the water, but now okay, we not only have the land, we also enjoy 
the heavenly bodies. In day three, we have the land. In day four, we have the skies. We have the heaven. Amen. Amen. God saw this is good. Amen. God saw that it was good. And there was evening and there was morning. This is the fourth day. Amen. Okay, Adrian, I pass to you. Amen. Okay, so um, we see this fourth day light is to bring forth life. And so in verse 20, we have the fifth day. And God said, let the waters swarm with swarms of living animals. And let the birds fly above the earth in the open expanse of heaven. And God created the great sea creatures and every living animal that moves with which the waters swarmed according to their kind and every winged bird according to its kind. And God saw that it was good. God blessed them. Be fruitful. Be multiplied. Fill the waters. Let the birds multiply on the earth. And there was evening and morning a fifth day. So now, after these fourth day lights become our experience, now begins the creatures. These creatures are the ones with consciousness, right? Up until now, the, the, the life forms have been without any consciousness. We had the grass, we had the herbs, the trees, praise the Lord. We all can be regenerated, but we want to grow in life to the point that we become fish who are able to swim in the sea, in the death waters, and not be affected by the death waters. If you catch a fish out of the sea, it will not be salty, right? Even, even you catch a fish out of the sea, you fry it, or you bake it, then, or maybe you eat it raw. But anyway, if you wanted to have a salty taste, you have to add some salt, right? It doesn't have a salty taste, even though it is living in the salty water. But as soon as that fish dies, even in the, even in the salty water, it will become salty, right? So the salt of the death water, when we are full of life, it will not affect us. When we receive this life, brothers and sisters, and this life grows to the point that we become fish in the sea, then we can be in the death waters. We can be in this environment among maybe our colleagues or our, or our friends or our family. And we are in this, and even sometimes in our own families, even in this death water, but we're not affected by it because we are full of life. So then, after the fish, what does God create? The birds. The birds, they're not only not affected by the death water, but they are soaring. They are soaring above the waters. So they are transcended above the death situation. I was, I was reading, Brother Lee said, he always wanted to be a bird, flying up in the sky, being above all his troubles and things. And then he realized, but he is a bird. Isaiah tells us that we mount with wings like eagles. Brothers and sisters, when we have the divine life and it grows in us, then eventually we, we will have the experience that not only are we not 
affected by the death waters in the sense that we can be in the waters but not affected by it, but we can transcend it. This is the, the higher form of life. Our growth in life eventually gives us this ability. But brothers and sisters, so that was on the fifth day, right? But then comes the sixth day. And on the sixth day, God created, God said, let the earth bring forth living animals according to their kind. Cattle, creeping things, animals of the earth according to their kind, and it was so. And God made the animals of the earth according to their kind and the cattle according to their kind. Okay, so we want to be uh, these birds and we are flying. But then eventually the Lord will tell us, it's good that you are so spiritual and so heavenly. You are so transcended. But you know what? I want you to come down. I want you to be on the earth because I want my expression on the earth. And so we see later on, cattle were used by God. They were used to transport the ark, right? They were used for the purpose of God. So now there are animals who can not only transcend above their situation and, or, 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 or be the fish not affected by the situation, but they can now bear the burden of others. They can bear their family their friends, those that are causing maybe so many troubles, so many things in our lives, we bear them before the Lord. We bear them as cattle. Now there's a form of life that can, that can begin to be useful, right? The fish and the birds, you can't really uh, use them to plow or use them to pull a cart or use them to accomplish much, right? So the Lord wants us to grow in life to the point that, well, it's good to not be affected. It's good to be transcended, but grow in life to the point that we can bear some responsibility. Even in our church life, in our families, we start to, to bear the Lord. We start to bear... Um, the, 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 the believers, those in the church, we become those who can be with others on the earth and fulfill God's purpose. I really like this, God's purpose and desire. We see how God's purpose and desire is all this time through this matter of life and the growth in life. So brothers and sisters, I hope we, tonight, something will impress us, that we will realize that as this light is intensifying, as, as, we, as we avail ourselves of the light of the sun, the moon, and the stars, we grow, but we grow in life. It's not, it's God's desire is not that we would be so full of knowledge, and now I know the Bible and I go to my friends and I just tell them all these wonderful truths that I've heard. And I convince them through my excellent knowledge or my excellent speaking. I appreciate what Brother John was sharing. Sometimes there's just that little star, that little light. But that, but that little light is a light that directs us where? To life. And so 
when we are with our friends, when we're with our family, when we're with us, even our spouses, even in our whatever situation, our concern is not so much for being so right, but our concern is being full of life, is being those who are growing in life and can bring light to others that accompanies life. Not light that accompanies <laughs> judgment, but light that accompanies the growth in life. And so we have a sense. We have a, we, there's something in us that gives us a little sense. Lord, I realize your purpose, your desire is accomplished by life. Not by me knowing, not by me studying, but by my growth, by something growing in me. This life that God is after, growing up to the point that we can bear others. Okay, um, maybe I'll just share a little something related to Genesis 1.26. So eventually this life culminates. It reaches this climax of the human life. And brothers and sisters, since the creation of Adam, for the last 2,000 years, there has never been a higher life form on this earth, right? I, not 2,000 years. I don't know how many years. Maybe 6,000 years. But since the creation of mankind on the earth, right, there's never been a higher life form, a life form with a higher consciousness. And so we might feel like, oh, Lord, I'm so insignificant. What can I do? I'm just a little, a little brother or a little sister. I'm just here in, you know, and, and I can't do well, brothers and sisters, don't, don't despise the life that you have received from God for God's desire and purpose is ultimately fulfilled. And he will ultimately have rest when he gains this life, the human life. Okay. Um, Brother John, maybe you can carry on for us, brother. Amen. Wow, this is good to see the fourth day light. And the fourth day light, these three kinds of light bearer is to cause us to grow in life. And the most significant sign to grow in life is the consciousness of life. On the third day, we have a lot of life. This life being regenerated or generating life that we cause a lot of life there. We have become living. But those life, the grass, the herbs, and the trees, they don't have much consciousness. And now, you can hit the tree, the tree never come back to you. And you want to pluck the tree out, the tree says, okay, pluck me out, move to another place. Not much consciousness. But because of the fourth day light, the sun, the solid light, the moon reflecting light, and the stars, the directing light, cause us to grow. That in, our, in the midst of our growing, we have the signs, we have the seasons, we have the day beginning, we have a year, a bigger beginning. All this for us to grow. Sometimes you're in the winter time. 
you know, winter time is prepared for you to grow. Summer time is prepared you to get into winter. Like evening and morning is all is a kind of cycle of life. And through this life, we're growing. And fifth day is a day to show us the consciousness of life. And here we have the lowest form of life, that is the fish. Don't argue with me, the fish is higher or the birds is higher. In location, fish is lower and birds is higher. Likewise, in the quality of life, fish is still the lower. And fish are being bound in the sea, in the water. You cannot fly. Oh, they can fly maybe a few seconds, they come down. They can just like bird fly away. And the fish form is still one piece. The head and the body and the tail is one piece. But the birth life, their richer life, they even the body and the head is separate. The fish life, they have a consciousness. Even they are lower form, but they have consciousness. Their consciousness is there in the salt, salt sea, salted sea. But those soul cannot penetrate into a living fish. They are full of life. When the dry leaves, there's no life, it will be carried by the current of the water. But a small living fish, they can swim against the tide because they have life. They will not affected by the current of this world. That life within them is not affected by the outward environment because we have life. Imagine this sea in the salted sea but they are not salt because this sea, the element of salt cannot penetrate into them. You know, what impressed me is Lot and his wife. They do not have the much consciousness of life. I'm sure he's God's elect, God's chosen people, but he lived in the city of Sodom and all the atmosphere, the culture in Sodom has been penetrated into them. So they live in that city. They did not have much consciousness. They've been carried by the world, by the sea. <laughs> Look at Lot, his, his consciousness was so poor that even the angels want to come to save him. And then the people come, they want to get these angels. Did you hear what's Lot's response? He said, I got these two daughters, you can take my two daughters. What kind of father is that? Because he lived in that city. So even his mentality has been salted. The salt penetrated into him. There is no consciousness of life to repel the sea water, the salted element get into him. The way he think is just the same as the worldly people. You know, this is that he do not have the consciousness of life. Eventually, even his wife, 
become a salt pillar, a pillar of salt was penetrated, saturated by the worldly salt. In and out, everything is just penetrated into her. Especially this time during pandemic, many of us cannot go anywhere. You go to media, okay. you know, make sure you have consciousness of life. You may watch news, but don't let news penetrate you. Don't let all this worldly thing penetrate into you. You know, sometimes I saw about this age. People believe Google more than believe Bible. What Bible say, they question mark. What Google say, they say amen. <laughs> what YouTube say, they say amen. What the saints share, they question mark. Saints, we don't want to let this thing penetrate into us. You know, we may live on this earth, we will not be penetrated by the salt of this earth. We want to be those fish living in the salted water, but not penetrated by the salted element. And then secondly, we not only have fish, we also have the birds. The bird that can transcend, that can just fly. The earthly thing cannot hold him. They just fly, they just transcend. And one day I saw in the garden, in someone's garden, the bird want to, the dog want to catch the bird. And when the dog come nearby, want to get that bird, and that bird just fly away. Bye, he just fly, simply just fly away. And that, that dog keep flying and chasing, that bird said, bye, I'm going now. Okay. Earthly things cannot catch him. Okay. If we have grown in life, we have the consciousness. The earth cannot penetrate into us. Even the earthly things cannot catch us, cannot hold us. Whenever we have to go, bye, we just fly away. Okay. The Lord ascension in his ascension life, has been imparted into us. Many things in our Christian life, we should be transcend about all the earthly things. We are on this earth, so many things try to hold us. This week, morning revival, we are awaiting for his coming. By how? By finishing our race. How? Looking away unto Jesus. I hope you enjoyed the morning revival this week. You can download from our link. Three things. Number one is we are fighting the good fight. Number two, we are finishing our course. How do you finish? By looking away. This is a very special term in Greek. What do you mean looking away? That is looking and away from all the things that hold you. We're just looking away. Amen. Okay. If you try to see many things, you cannot run. You're going to run the race. You look something behind. If someone's behind me, I tell you, that's a disturbance. We, we, we want just like bird be flying away, looking away unto Jesus. He's the author, the beginning, 
also the perfecter, the completion of our faith. Amen. We're looking away unto Jesus. And then we are waiting. We love his coming. We are loving his coming. Amen. This week, morning revival, these three things will cause you to fly. Amen. How do we fly? By fighting. What do we fight for? We fight for God's New Testament economy. We're running the race by looking away to Jesus and we love his appearance. If you have this morning revival this week, you will know how to fly. Don't let this thing catch you. I let, amen. Okay, let me go on. And then this is the consciousness of life. We not only have experience of life, and the most outstanding of the experience of life is the consciousness of life, that we have the feeling. We have the feeling that this soul not going to touch me. Earthly thing not going to hold me. We just fly. Amen. And then on day six, what Adrian mentioned is let the earth bring forth living animals. Oh, not toys, but living. These animals are full of vitality, full of life. They're acting, moving. They're living. Something that hinder us to run the race. Number one is deadness. Number two is lukewarmness. Number three is barrenness. Did you write it down? These are the three things that frustrate us to finish our course. I repeat, write it down. Three enemies hinder us to finish our Christian race. Number one is deadness. Number two is lukewarmness. You are not warm, you are not cold. That means no feeling. No feeling toward God, no feeling toward the saints. And number three, barrenness. Don't bear any fruits. Okay. But here, if we have consciousness from day five and on day six, the sixth day, and that consciousness makes us become a living animal according to their kind. Cattle, praise the Lord, that all our living is to fulfill God's purpose. I like the word cattle that keeps laboring, full of living and full of laboring. The ox, they just keep, they carry heavy burden. They can accomplish certain tasks. The, the fish just keep swimming, okay? They do not accomplish anything. When I saw the fish in the aquarium, I said, what are you doing here? <laughs> they just swim here and swim there. They are very busy, swim, 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 swim. Accomplish nothing, okay? And today, if we are not become cattle, we just like this fish in the aquarium on this earth, we just keep swimming. <laughs> Today, go to office, come back, and tomorrow, go to office, come back. We keep swimming, swimming. Or some of us, we go for a holiday, we fly, and fly in the air, nothing can touch us. We soar in the sky. <laughs> we accomplish nothing. But we need to grow in life. We become cattle. 
that can accomplish God's purpose. We are here for God's purpose. Saints, we are not just here to wait until the Lord come here. The Lord imparted life to us, brought us to the church life. We are here to fulfill his purpose. That is kettle on earth according to their kind. Amen. Wonderful. And then next week, we're going to touch on something further that eventually God's purpose will be accomplished through the man that he created. Amen. That is a big subject next week. Praise the Lord. Amen. I think we're a bit beyond the time. And Adrian, are we going to break into groups or what do you see?